All right, and welcome to the fourth episode of season two of The Chopping Block. This is actually our 500th episode total. Can really? you believe it? Already? Already. Already is 500? That, That's nuts. Just like Insane. that. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> uh, well, it was a good weekend of college football. Week one is almost in the books. We're recording this on Labor Day at uh, 4.20 p.m., actually. Amen. So Clemson crazy. Duke starts in, starts in a couple hours. So we get one more game of week one, and then... Uh, and then it's officially over, but I mean, all in all, I mean, I, I think we can say football is football's back. Football is, I'm gonna say so back. I'm gonna say it's back, but it really isn't getting started until week two. Week two really? is going to be one of the best weekends of the entire season. Week two is always better than week one. Week one kind of sucked. I'm not gonna lie, but really? week two has so many, so many good matchups. I don't know. I had fun. I had fun this last weekend. I don't think you did. Did, did you? Not, did you not have fun? I didn't have any fun. Timmy J Town and no, no fun was had. Timmy J Town doesn't have fun. He just studies the game. Okay, he knows. Oh, ball. you're a student of the game. I'm a student of the game. All I do Shit. is watch. Sorry, I, I don't. Get, I don't inter. I, I don't get entertained. I just have to. I okay. just have to power through. Okay. Well, okay. speaking of stu- students, students of the game, we'll go first off. Um, we're gonna go over our week one initial reactions. Uh, so I'll jump right into that. I think Colorado will not only make a bowl this year, but will compete in the Pac-12. I don't think they'll win the Pac-12. I don't think they'll go to the title game. But I think there's a chance this team wins eight or nine games and is right there at the end of the season. with that, I'm going to say the Pac-12 is definitely the deepest quarterback conference in the entire nation, which is why every week will be very competitive. I feel like almost every game the entire 12 weeks in the Pac-12 – will be like the Colorado versus TCU game. I feel like they're all going to be high scoring because there's just so many there's so much offense to be had in yeah. the, in that league. And if you uh, in this day and age in football, if you have a great quarterback and player playmakers around them, it doesn't you, I mean you're going to be able to put up points either way. I think I think the Pac-12 could be a lot of high scoring games. Well, I don't think the Pac-12 is the best conference, but they certainly have I, I said of well, no, 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 no. But, but I didn't say you did, but I, I was I was going that I was going to say that the Pac-12 was not the best conference, but they had the best week one. They went undefeated. Oh, yeah, they're the they first went 13 time in Pac-12 in... history that they've been undefeated after week one. Yes. It was a very impressive week from the Pac-12. Uh, Colorado being the biggest of that, I'd say. But, you know, Utah was huge. USC uh, still murdering. Yeah, U- USC's defense Washington, looked a little bit better. Oregon Absolutely. State looking good with DJ. Yeah, Washington was good. Washington I murdered Boise. Boise. Boise won that game last year outright, I believe. Yeah. And so I was I was questionable oh. about that game, and uh, Washington destroyed them. If you, if you want to murder Oregon, what they did to Portland State or Portland well, yeah, State but, might have to shut down their program but, after that. But they're they're not even a good FCS team. Boise State is like a top tier non power five team, and they got waxed. I mean, they got absolutely obliterated. It was not competitive in any sense of the word. Yeah, I was I was also worried about UCLA Charlotte or uh, Coastal Carolina, not Charlotte. I thought that game was going to be close, and it was it really. Was a, it was a two-score game, but it felt a lot. Yeah, it felt like it, a lot. Worse it really never felt like UCLA hey, was, was. Dante Moore, Dante Moore at UCLA will will be the real deal. He's a five-star at a high school freshman this year. He, I think, he's going to be the real deal. They hand it to our Chanticleers, though. Okay, they were not giving up. Chanticleers. Okay? Chanticleers. My Thank apologies. You. Thank you. Okay, the mullets were not giving up. I, I, I will. UCLA definitely was the superior team, but but they had heart in that game. 
Yes. So, anyways, uh, Pac-12 did great. What what team? What conference was the most disappointing? Was it the Big Twelve? You think? Mm. ACC looked great. I mean, Florida, Florida State, and we'll get there later. But they, Florida State and North Carolina both beating up SEC teams. Yeah, but the bottom of the bottom of that conference is, is the bad. bottom of that conference is bad. Lose. Uh, who was it that lost to Northern Illinois? Uh, Boston College. Boston College losing losing uh, to I the picked Rocky it. I picked Lombardi. It. You did hear it here first. That's okay? true. The Rocky Lombardi pulls up the pulls off the upset, but. Uh yeah so you will. Off that, we'll go into uh, how, how each of us did last week. We went 0-3 as a podcast in our locks of the week. I had Louisville minus 7.5 against Georgia Tech. Nah, that was backdoor. I got backdoor twice this week. It fucking sucked, but that was one of them. Uh, Timmy Jernigan's had UTSA Moneyline. UTSA should have won that game. They threw three interceptions to start the second half on three consecutive drives. It's just tough. And uh, GOJ had Purdue minus three and a half against Fresno State. It looked like at one point they were going to win the game, but then they didn't. But it also looked at like at many points that they were not going to win Well, the in the end, it actually turned out they would not win that game. Yes. So, anyways, we went 0-3 in locks of the week. So, uh, next week I would fade all of us. Do a parlay. Um, other than that, upsets of the week, I had Nebraska over Minnesota. Another, I mean, call it, which, I mean, I don't know if backdoor covers the right word, but I would call it more of just a choke in general. Nebraska just choked that game away. They, they were winning that game for, I mean, what? Like well, they, they lost it the by last one, 30, right? 30 minutes total. That Nebraska keeps uh, their trend alive of losing by one possession. Yes, they Love lost by three points. It. Nebraska never change. So that sucked. Uh, Timmy Jernigan's had North Texas over Cal. It's close in the first half. It's close when the game started. Close, close in the first quarter. I close think it was twenty-one fourteen at one point. And that then, that's that is close. And then uh, North Texas didn't really, you know, they they, they kind of gave up. They after forgot that. there was football yeah, they forgot to be to played. Play. They forgot to go up back on the field. And then so, well, uh, Cal just got into the ACC. Our, so Cal has something to play for now. That's true. Our that's special true. guest GOJ had uh, Northern Illinois over Boston College. So yeah, he's one, one of your main hosts. Uh, goes to Jebediah, picked correctly that Northern Illinois would defeat Boston College. Very lucky pick. Very lucky pick. Went to very OT. well analyzed Free, and thought out. Yes. Methodical. Well, speaking of all, speaking it. of well analyzed, we'll go into uh, who, how we did straight up and against the spread in our picks last week. Uh, well, we'll start with GOJ since you're so good at this. He went three and four straight up and three and four against the spread. Hmm. What do you got to say about that? You know, I didn't expect Colorado to be as good as they were. That was surprising. I also expected South Carolina to be competitive, as well as I thought LSU would hang in there with Florida State, and it turns out none of those actually happened. If you look at that LSU-Florida State game, shockingly similar to the A&M-LSU game, last game of last season, it was the exact same score with five minutes left in the fourth quarter of both games. It's just there was two tu- two more touchdowns added in, I did in see the game that on yesterday. The interweb. But, I did see that on the interweb. So, but close in the first half, and then LSU just didn't have the horses in the second half. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll talk about that game later. Uh, we're just we're just kind of skimming over these. So Timmy Jernigan's did a little bit better, four and three straight up against the spread, or sorry, straight up uh, against the spread. A little bit worse, two and five. I think the difference there for y'all was. Uh, what florida florida yeah uh Flor- north carolina well that was positive for you um anyways 
And then I had, I went five and two in both. So not a bad week. Louisville fucked all of us. Louisville was actually Timmy or uh, special guest GOJ had plus eight. So, uh, but Louisville that game sucked. But going back to our super conference rankings, Timmy Jernigan's is in first place currently, twenty sitting twenty nine and five. The five losses were Georgia Tech, Virginia, Purdue, West Virginia, and South Carolina. So pretty good week from Timmy Jernigan's. And then I, I'm currently sitting 24 and 7, but I have both Duke and Clemson on my team, so I'll finish the week 25 and 8. And then in third place, GOJ finishing 20 and 15. What do you have to say about that? It's not a good record. Well, you know, not, not a good record. Five teams are known as oh. a uh, back half of the season type. Oh, thanks for the team. excuses. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Excuses. I needed that. See, I, I'll, I'll just own that I finished second. You know, I'll own it. No excuses to be made. Just hey, don't man. own it. I hey, picked my. Teams. I had Wyoming. Which one you had? Texas Tech. I had Texas Tech. Yeah. The, how'd that game go? Well, I'm just you know it, it didn't go great, but hey, congrats got, on your 32nd team pulling out a win. Congrats. I got I got. Uh, who had Fre- who had Purdue? I had Fresno State. Uh, I believe he had I Purdue. Did. Mm. Okay. You picked Purdue as your. Uh, you picked them as your lock of the week. You know, I thought they'd find a way to tie it up and no one would get the points. I thought they'd make a new rule for that one, but unfortunately they did not. I thought All right, well, everyone to be happy, but... Moving on, decent week for me and Timmy Jernigan's. Yep, Terrible week, week, week for week. the special guest, but, you know, that's what that's what you'd expect. 33% special, owner. Special guest. Goes to I'm just kidding. I'm giving GOJ a hard time, but we'll see if he can improve upon that next week. Again, the loser does have to get a surgery, a certain surgery done. Really? Yes. Breast implants? Yes. Wow. Yes. So GOJ is is currently the favorite for that. So, all right. Uh, well, back to the week one reactions. Uh, I kind of said my my piece last. Anyone got any week one reactions that are? I not... did react quite a bit. All right. Well, what do you guys say? Well, I'm reacting right now, aren't I? What do you have to say, Timmy Jernigan's? As I said before, it was a pretty weak slate for week one. There was a lot of blowouts, and then the games that weren't blowouts were absolutely garbage games, just 200 yards for each team and multiple turnovers. So yeah. the ones that were close were – there were some exciting games, like Tech-Wyoming Tech was an exciting game. Colorado mm-hmm. was an exciting game. Texas State, a lot of mistakes from Baylor, so it was a high-scoring game. But Yeah. Well, I have a few reactions, um, and then we'll get into our college football recap going game by game. Uh, Connor Wagman at Texas A&M. Uh, I, I mean, we, we talked about it last year, but we're all Aggies in here. Uh, we went to the game. It was a great game. It was the great first game. time since 2019, I think, we put up 50 points. Or, yeah, 50 points against a team. Love to see it. It was it. a little toasty. I'm not going to so lie. It was, it was very hot outside. Slide off a few pounds, did we? Yeah. But yeah. It, it was a great game. It was actually fun to watch our offense. Connor Weigman finished with the number one QBR in the country. Went 18 for 23 for five touchdowns, zero picks. Still pickless for his entire career. It was it was a – is that – are you sure that's true? He has not had an interception the entire time he played college football. I thought he threw one against South Carolina. Nope. Well, Connor Weigman looked great. The A&M receivers looked great. I still have some questions about our O-line and running backs and how Connor will do under pressure. And linebackers. And linebackers. Linebackers defense, were not fitting the gaps Defense well, didn't but. look great, but if our offense can keep that up, then we don't need our defense to play as well. Well, our interior defensive linemen were very stout. They were playing fantastic. But, but 
regardless, I was very happy. Uh, it was fun to watch the offense. I, I don't remember the last time we really just handled business against a shitty team. I think it was like two years ago when Sam we played. Houston probably. But even then, it was like the offense. What was it at halftime? It was we like seven. A lot it was more. like seventeen zero at halftime. That's true. And it was just like, so, it's been a few years since since I've had that feeling about us. Probably so. twenty twenty, if I had to guess. Yeah. Or Kellen Mond. So, anyways, uh, moving on, we'll we'll talk more about Anum uh, on the next podcast when we preview the Miami game. But Heisman contenders, uh, actually, we'll skip this one because we'll we'll go we'll talk about it in our players of the week. Uh, another thing I got, Big Ten on CBS was completely whack. That was so weird. Uh, yesterday was Sunday, and it was Northwestern versus Rutgers with Brad Nessler and, and Gary Danielson talking. Yeah, they had the that two was... worst teams in the Big Ten playing for. Big Ten on CBS. That was crazy the, game right there. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I will I will miss the SEC being on CBS. It's like I I am I'm glad college football is changing in a lot of these ways, but that's something that sucks and will uh, it'll just be it's gone forever. Sad. You know what? I, I've I don't changed, like ESPN. I've changed my opinion. I think Big Ten had the worst worst weekend, worst week one. Just by a sluggishness standpoint of the best teams and just underperformance from the bottom tier teams. Yeah, well let's let's hop right into that. Uh I mean Ohio State first off didn't look great. I mean 23 to 3. They they this isn't the first I mean the past few years with Justin Fields and CJ Stroud they have started hot like offensively at the beginning of the year, but before that in those Urban Meyer years, they normally struggled with their offense earlier in the year. And, like, specifically with Indiana, too. I always remembered them, like, kind of doing this with Indiana. So, I, you know. But as, their as defense a, still played fantastic. Their, I mean, their, their defense played great. 150 yards. Yeah. So. I, I think they'll be fine. I'm going to say, if you just add 20 points to either team, I think you're going to be saying less about this, okay? Say the final score instead of 23-3 to 3 was 43-23. to 23. I think, well, you know, offense looked great. Defense didn't look that great. Versus, well, offense didn't look incredible. Defense looked great. Uh, okay. Who did you steal that one from? Uh, is that from Josh Pate? Do you uh, just listen to other podcasts example. and then copy paste what they say on our podcast? We were texting earlier today. Oh, okay. oh exchanging ideas. Okay. Wow. But I will say it's just uh, it's just a different form of Ohio State than we've been used to in recent memory. Okay. But I still think Ohio State's an elite team. I, I don't think I, any of us are denying that fact. I think it's just now it's flipped, okay? The defense is the powerful side of the ball, and then uh, the offense is what's questionable. Yeah, I mean, I again, I think their offense will be fine. Week it, four, Notre Dame, Ohio State could be a Where's that? Is that at Ohio State? Uh, what's that? Sorry, ad break. Are they... We'll, we'll figure that out. Jeez. Sorry, ad break still going on. Uh, other, other than that, in the Big Ten, I mean, Michigan did fine, thirty to three against East Carolina. Only a touchdown more than than Indiana or than than Ohio State, but Ohio Illinois State. Was, Ohio State also played a better team than. I think Perks Perks Nowitzki said Illinois was one of his was one of his surprise teams or trending up teams, and they should have lost to Toledo. Right? But Toledo's a good team. Yeah. So the, do you think uh, Illinois is going to beat Kansas next week? Uh, well, I'll save that for the next podcast. The listeners will have to tune in. Illinois had to get a last-second drive to beat Toledo, which is hey, not, not good for win, them. Wins a win's a win's a win. Hey. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Reasonable well enough. said. Well said. All I'm saying is good teams win, great teams cover. 
Toledo, great team. Illinois, not a very good team. Hey, if you want to get in the nitpick of things, you had Texas Tech pretty high. All right? You know, we're, we're not we're, we're not perfect on here, all right? This we'll is this is we'll wait and see. We, they, they do play Oregon next week. We'll wait and so. see. Texas Tech? Yes, they do. Well, and in Lubbock. We'll wait and see. We will wait and see. Uh, okay, well, other than that, any other reactions from week one before we hop into uh, into these oh. games? Uh, the Miami-Miami game was uh, a fun affair. Uh, I think... I can't Miami. believe Miami-Ohio won that. Miami-Ohio <laughs> is the official uh, Miami-Florida <laughs> for us now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it is going to stack up that uh, Texas A&M-Miami-Florida is going to be a fun affair after seeing Miami, Florida put on a good show. Also, uh, Miami, Florida stadium is still empty. Nothing changes there. BYU kind of sucks. BYU actually doesn't kind of suck. They suck dick. You know, interesting you say that because BYU scored infinitesimally more points than Sam Houston State. 14 to 0. It was a shutout. Didn't cover the spread. Congrats, Sam Houston State is a great team. Maybe Clovis isn't the guy they're hoping for, but who's, maybe who's Clovis? Uh, I actually who is this Clovis character? I only know a Keaton Slovis. Slovis, yeah, that that's the one. I I do have one more reaction before hopping into these games. I think UCF could be a legit contender for the Big Twelve championship. Gus Malzahn's an experienced coach. He's been in those situations before. They looked great when they played. I mean, I don't, I forget who they played. It wasn't someone good, but they handled business. Their offense looked good. Who's their quarterback? Fifty-six to six against Kent State. Who is like one of the worst teams in the country? But they have John Reese Pumley from uh, Ole Miss. So played pretty good. I could see them there at the end of the year. But all right, well we're gonna hop into these games now. Our college football recap. First off, we had Florida at Utah. Utah was favored by six and a half points, and uh, they they covered. What was what was the final score? It was 24-11. 24-11. Yeah, Florida. Florida is not very good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to give my ch- uh, chopping block of the week, or who's on the chopping block for me. It's uh, Billy Napier. That dude needs to go. You think so? Yes. So how much do you think Graham Mertz is to blame versus Not at just, all. You don't think so? No. No? He didn't even play that bad. He just didn't have time or receivers that could get open, so... Yeah, also Florida scored their eight points in, in the fourth quarter. It was at one point twenty four to three, right? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, well yeah, it was. It was twenty four to three at one point. So uh Florida did not do good. Graham Mertz, I believe you said earlier that he had the worst QBR in the SEC this this week. I mean he threw yes, he for three hundred and thirty three yards. Three thirty three, one touchdown, one interception. That's it, not a bad it's game. Not, it's not a bad game. I, I don't they just didn't have a running game. Like they could not run the ball. I mean it looks their like their offensive line was God, it looks like their defense didn't do great. They they had 13 rushing yards in the game. So, uh, yeah, Graham Mertz had negative 29 yards from sacks. So, O-line sucked, running game sucked, defense sucked. Florida has some real issues. I always – I never thought the Billy Napier hire was good, and uh, I think I think they'll be looking for a new coach after this year. Any other, any other comments from that game? I mean, Utah looked great. Uh, Cam Rising isn't – you know, people were freaking out when uh, the that line was moving drastically when it came out that Cam Rising was not playing. But as it turns out, Utah's a lot more than just Cam Rising. So, uh, who was their backup? Bryson, uh, Barnes. Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes did great, did, or did the job he needed to do. Handled business. Twelve for eighteen, one hundred fifty nine yards and one touchdown. I think he had a rushing touchdown as well, though. Yeah. Nothing to write home about, but again, handled business. 
so yeah, Utah looked good, and I I think they'll be competing for for the whole year for that for the Pac-12 championship. Uh, next game up, we had Nebraska at Minnesota. Again, this was my uh, upset of the week, Nebraska over Minnesota, and I was so happy until the last two minutes of the game. And then they just choked it away. They just completely choked it away. For those who didn't see, Minnesota had, honestly, it wasn't my play of the week, but I would, I, I'll put it as an honorable mention. That snag the Minnesota receiver had on fourth down uh, to, to tie the game up was, it was ridiculous. And if he hadn't made that play, they would have lost the game. So yeah. tied it up, and then Nebraska go. Jeff's fucking Sims throws his third interception of the game, and Minnesota goes and gets the field goal for the win. Both of those offenses are pretty atrocious. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. They are. It, it did feel like Nebraska football. I, I, I it was nice watching it and re- recognizing that you know some things just never change. Well, they should have. They should have. Last week on the podcast, I said I thought Casey Casey Thompson was going to be a reason Nebraska wins. Turns out he's not even the starter, so I think uh, I'm going to blame it on Nebraska for not starting KC Thomas because Thompson, Thompson, because they would have won with him. So, anyways, but yeah, Minnesota a little disappointing. Don't know how they'll fare this year. I think they were one of my trending down teams, but anything else? Uh, no. Uh, if if you want a good bet, probably just a bet that Nebraska is going to lose by. Uh one possession or less, so yeah, I think that's bad. still a safe uh, bet of the week. Uh, we kind of already touched on Louisville, Georgia Tech. Actually, not really. Georgia Tech, uh, they looked, they were handling business. They looked lights out the first half of the game. I think they were up by, what, two or three touchdowns? Yeah, Haynes King. Haynes King. Chase Lane, his former yep. uh, Aggie. I want it to be known that Casey point. Thompson is not on Nebraska's roster. So He transferred there. He's, did he? Did he? he graduated. He's not on their team. He's in this, the business world. This now. literally said he was there. I mean, I'm looking at their quarterbacks on their roster right now, and he's. Well, not Phil there. Steele's magazine needs to be updated because it said that Casey Thompson was on the team. Regardless, uh, Louisville, Georgia Tech. You got anything to say, Tim Jernigans? Uh, Georgia Tech's offense. I don't know who's Georgia Tech's offense being better than we expected or Louisville's defense just being the worst thing ever, but uh, both te- both defenses are very bad. I just think both of these teams are very mediocre. So I think if you're going to have a mid-off, these teams are right there. I think Haynes King did pretty well for himself. Honestly, he looked better than in a lot of A&M games from last season, so I will give him that. I don't think... King was really the problem for this uh, game. Well, they blew it in the second half. I don't think he played great in the second half. And uh, Louisville doesn't look great either, but Georgia Tech does look improved. So uh, I think the middle of the ACC had a great week at the top, but after that, I mean, that conference really is, I'd say they probably have the worst of the bottom teams of any conference in the country. I don't know. Northwestern and Rutgers are pretty bad. Rutgers isn't bad. Northwestern. I don't think Rutgers is a bad team. Did you watch that game? Yes. I don't know. I, I'm not saying they're good, but I think they're. I mean, who who are the worst teams in the Pac-12, or sorry, in the ACC? In the ACC. Boston College. Boston College. Boston College is pretty bad. Uh, what else we got? 
Duke is probably not going to do as well as last season. They're probably going to be a better team. But Duke could beat Rutgers right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Virginia's bad. Virginia oh, Tech Virgi- is bad. Yeah, no, Virginia. Georgia Tech is bad. Wake Forest is definitely a question mark as well. Uh, Syracuse played good this weekend. But, yeah, I mean, Boston College, VT, Georgia Tech, Virginia, not good. Let's see who the bottom four in the Big Ten are. I'm just saying Northwestern. Northwestern, uh, Purdue, Indiana. Rutgers, and Indiana. I'd say I'd say it's pretty even. Pretty bad teams. Man. Pretty bad teams, uh, but, but yeah. Anyways, moving on. Colorado at TCU, definitely the biggest game out of week one. I'd say, as far as like, shock value. There was a lot of hype around Dion in the off season. Uh, there was a lot of things said about nepotism and him getting the son as a starting quarterback and, you know, will Travis Hunter be good? And, and, you know, TCU being coming right off the national championship game and TCU was a 20 and a half point favorite and completely shit the bed. Colorado looked fantastic. Travis Hunter. Uh, what's, what's the quarterback's first name? Is it Shador? Shador. Shador Sanders played great. I mean, really everyone stepped up. They were a physical team. They were they looked icy out there in those uniforms. Those fucking shades Dion had were so sick. But yeah, those, uh, those were pretty sick. The mirrored uh, sunglasses. Yeah, they just they had Iced some out. swag to them. And if they can beat DCU like that on the road in the hundred degree heat, again, like I said earlier, I think they'll make some some waves in the Pac twelve this year. Yeah, well, TCU if, also did everything they possibly could to not win that game. They two, did. Two interceptions in, in the, the red zone, zone a missed yep. field goal. I mean, they did anything they possibly could to not win. Yeah. Running the two-minute drill, first down on the 50, and they ran the ball on first down and and second down, and then threw an incomplete pass on third down, fourth down. They, they threw a freaking tight end screen pass. And then the game was over. Like they did the the play calling at the end of the game was well, absolutely. Their atrocious. defense didn't help them out at all either. Their defense was atrocious. That's something TCU is normally known for. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think TCU. I I didn't think they would be good this year, by any means. But I think they're worse than a lot of people thought. So well, uh, and then you could also say it's a, it was a was it a bad week to be a Highland Park quarterback? It was. It 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 very much was. Well, we're also missing uh, talking about one of the key players, Travis Hunter, who played both sides of the ball there. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get there. Okay, okay. Sorry, don't want to get ahead of ourselves then. But yes, well, we did. We, did, we mentioned Travis Hunter, but yes, I mean he yes. had a game. He he had a spectacular game. We'll get there when we talk about our teams and players of the week. But uh, but yeah, great great performance from Colorado. Uh, all right, next up, North Carolina. Versus South Carolina, it was a neutral field. It was the Duke's Mayo Classic. And first off, before we get started with this game, did y'all see the video of Mac Brown grabbing Shane? Grabbing Shane Beamer's that neck was, by the that, neck. Was that was some, that was that fucking was cute. Okay. demasculating right there. I thought they were gonna kiss. That was something else. I I have never seen that. We used to do clip of the week uh, on the show. I took it out this year, but if if it, if it was there, that's I think that would be my clip of the Mine week. Mine would have been Deion Sanders at the end of the game being like. Yeah, Travis Hunter. He is him. He is him. Yeah, yeah. They they're like, Bree, like who break down like what y'all did or how how is he so good? He is him was the answer, which was which was pretty damn and then funny. Then he walked away. He just left. Yep. After the that. Mic drop. 
So, uh, all right. Well, North Carolina at South Carolina. Unfortunately, this was going on during the A&M game, so we didn't get to see the majority of the action in this game. Mm-hmm. We, we, I don't even know if we – we might have seen one touchdown in the game, and that was, yeah. That yeah. was about I, it. I didn't I see any of the game. Spencer Rattler got hit a couple of times, I think, at least. Nine yeah. times. I yeah, that, 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 nine that, that, times. That's the numbers. Uh, Spencer Rattler got to uh, really know North Carolina's defense on a personal level. Yeah, it's kind of like in Ferris Bueller when they're like, how many times has he been absent? Nine times? Yeah, it was that reaction for most for most people when hearing that stat. Yeah, so I think pretty South Carolina forgot to uh, train up an offensive line this summer or something. I don't know. Well, I, I, I went back and rewatched the highlights of the game. It was a, it was a very competitive game in the first half. It was, it was a very good game. And then North Carolina just they made some halftime adjustments and they just kind of pulled away. South Carolina they, had negative two yards rushing on the day. That is terrible. I didn't know that. That is terrible. Uh, with, with sacks included. With sacks included. But, I mean that's how that's how it goes in college. And they did that's, lose Marshawn Lloyd, who is a incredible running back for them, and then uh, negative well, two. They, now they're missing a against weapon. a North Carolina defense that couldn't stop air last last yeah. season. South so. Carolina. Yeah, App State did show last season that North Carolina's uh, defense is a little. Uh, wishy-washy at best. South Carolina was one of my turning down teams this year as well. North Carolina was my turning up team. They, they and were. I mean, they, I'm not going to say all the way that they they all are going to the do go go to the ACC championship or anything, but they, they definitely proved themselves against South Carolina for sure. Against a team that had a lot of hype, so North Carolina also didn't have a lot of hype. So no, Drake, Drake may look good, okay? And I think he uh, deserves a lot of uh, the hype he was getting, at least from a one-game sample size. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I think that wraps it up for North Carolina and South Carolina. It was a good, it was a good game day uh, for, for – it was probably the best, like – I mean, Colorado TCU was a very good game, but it would hard have been had game day there. Uh, but it was one of the best games of the, of the on Saturday. All right, well, wrapping up this college football recap, we have number five LSU at number eight Florida State. LSU is the favorite at minus two and a half, and Florida State skull fucked them. I think would be the proper word. Whoa, language. Uh, yes. Wow. Well, we do put on the podcast explicit, so. I want to make a reference. This was like in the Wolf of Wall Street. the 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 Florida State offensive coordinator would be Jordan Belfort, and he's like, "I'm getting these small." LSU defensive backs. They're, I'm buying them. They're the they're the tiny people in the movie. You six seven receivers just go out there and throw them. Just just like throw them around a little bit. Throw them at the dartboard. Try to hit the try to hit the center of it. And they that that's what they did. They just they just manhandled the LSU defensive backs all day. It took them the entire first half to figure it out, but in the second half, it did. LSU Go, couldn't stop anything. Going into halftime, it looked like LSU was going to win the game. They just had momentum. Florida State could not. I think they had had. There was a stat in the first half, like Florida State had two plays in LSU's territory. LSU had eighteen in Florida State territory. Like LSU looked like the dominant team in the first half, and. Just those halftime adjustments. So, I mean, something happened. Something clicked, and Florida State just it was it was bad. It wasn't even an enjoyable game in the fourth quarter. So yeah, Florida State. I I was big on them this year. I have them as my number two seed in the playoff. Uh, I really like the pick right now. And yeah. and I I thought you know if they beat LSU, that the Clemson game would be. I thought I still thought Clemson would be favored in that game. 
I think Florida State's going to be favored in the Clemson game at this point. Yeah, it got in that in that fourth quarter or in the second half as a whole. Once they got to the red zone and LSU was blitzing everyone, Florida State was just like, "Screw it, we have a bigger receiver out there somewhere." They would just throw it in the air, like their complete lo- lockdown coverage. But their receiver would just kind of shove them off. You'd just shrug them off, and then it was a, it was a catch. They would just throw it anywhere, and the receiver it, it wouldn't even be a competitive. And their battle. their defense looked good. They were hard hitting. Verse is some... still like the best defensive lineman in the nation. That, yeah, like, Verse is the top. Crazy. I mean, he's a top five draft pick. He's... Well, Florida State did also well in the portal. Okay, they got Keon Coleman from Michigan State. Yeah, three, three touchdowns. Yeah, three touchdowns in this game. Okay, huge impact player for them. Great pickup for them. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot more from Keon Coleman this season also for Florida State. Well, off that, we're going to go straight into our teams of the week. And my team of the week is Florida State. I think they had the most impressive week one. I liked what Colorado did, but uh, Florida State, I mean, they look they look like they can win a national championship if they play like this. The, I think, I'm not going to say there's, I'd say there's like a 75% chance that they make the playoff at this point. With their schedule the way it is, yeah, their I only mean they, team at this point is Clemson. They're going to have to play, play. they're going to have two knocks at Clemson. And, and if they win one of those, I think, I mean... I don't think could one. not put him yeah. in. 12-1, yeah. This was... Oh, this was a, State I, I said at the beginning of the year, the winner of this game, I think, goes to the playoff. And LSU still has a path because they're in the SEC. But, I mean, Florida no, State... That team, that team, their defensive backs, that was the biggest question mark coming into the season. They're, they can't stop anything. I don't think they're going to do well. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think they'll be fine. I still think they're a good team. But Florida State looks, looks like a, a playoff-caliber team. And I think they'll end up there still. So yeah, they're they're my team of the week. Who do you got, Timmy Jernigans? Mine was my, my team was North Carolina. They were they were one of my trending up teams, and they they played fantastic against a South Carolina team that had a lot of hype, a lot of motivation, a lot of confidence, and they shut them absolutely shut them down. So yeah. pointed out all the flaws. I like what North Carolina did. Yeah. That uh, my team would be Utah. Uh, they lost to Florida last season, and they. Did much better this season against uh, Florida without their starting quarterback, and I think that Utah is very much in the race for the Pac-12 title. Uh, they've won it two times uh, in the past two seasons, and I think they could be up for a three-peat. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Uh, but yeah, all right, my players of the week, I had Travis Hunter. Great pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's. I, I think he is on everyone's Heisman watch right now. Him and Shadon Sanders. Shadur. Shadur Sanders. I'm going to get that right. EU. Shadur E-U-R. Sanders. Shadur. Uh, on, but, I mean, what was so impressive with Travis Hunter is his ability to play on both sides of the ball. He was. He, it was like uh, watching an LSU game. It was like watching the LSU-Florida game last year when it was Harold Perkins every play. It was Travis Hunter oh, every play on speaking, offense and defense. Speaking of Harold Perkins, he was P- PFF, the pro football focus index rating, 19 of 19 players. He was 19th worst rated player on the LSU's defense just because they didn't let him rush. His thing is rushing the quarterback. They just put him in coverage, and he can't really yeah. do that. It, it, so that's that's another reason why LSU's defense probably wasn't that good, yeah. just because they didn't let him do what he's good at. It, it, it was fun watching the broadcast with uh, Harold Perkins. First quarter, they were talking about him all the time. Then second quarter, they kind of piped down a little bit. And by the second half, you just weren't even hearing his name being mentioned. Yeah, well, it was, uh, yeah, so tra- Travis Hunter played great. Uh, I mean, I- I'm so excited to see what he can do the rest of the year. He, uh, 
He played what nearly a hundred snaps. And he played a hundred and forty snaps, and he went into the post. <laughs> he went into the post game presser and said, "Yeah, I could play another game." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I could." It was I it was also a hundred degrees outside, and they they they've been practicing in Colorado. It's, he was like, it's yeah, like I could it's do been it the seventies in Colorado, and it was a hundred degrees in Fort Worth. And he went out in Dallas, Fort Worth. I'm just Fort Worth, myself. Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Played 140 snaps in 100 degree, 80, degree weather. 80 defensive and, snaps and 60, 60 offensive and snaps. And he was a highlight reel. He had crazy catches. He had he had the interceptions. It was the the big interception. Um, so just yeah, th- yeah, just dived in front of that ball. That was it. that was my player of the week. Yeah. Well, Travis Hunter definitely. If he can maintain that and stay healthy, he's definitely giving a Heisman watch. Yeah, I mean the Pac-12 looks like the team, the conference where the the Heisman winner's going to come out of right now. Definitely some action going on over there. Because I mean, Shadour Sanders, well, it's Travis a, Hunter, it's a quarterback awards, and they have the best quarterbacks right now. But I so. mean, have we ever seen a player like Travis Hunter, like that can play both sides of the ball to that level? I don't think we have. I don't know, but leave it to someone like Dion, who played both professional baseball and football, to have someone like that. All right. Well, Timmy Jernigan. That's enough about. Travis Hunter, Timmy Jernigan's. I I, I gotta go. I gotta go with my Aggie Connor Weigman. Five touchdowns on twenty three passes, five, only five interceptions, two hundred fifty yards. Great five game. Touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Yeah, I said. Well, five you, touchdowns. I thought you said five interceptions. I said five incompletions. Uh, uh, did I say interceptions? Yeah, I meant incompletions. Yeah. Had more more yeah, just as, just as many, many touchdowns, touchdowns as incompletions. incompletions. Pretty crazy. Uh, also, could have added two more touchdowns. There were some. Underthrown balls in the in the end zone that that ended up being incomplete, but he he could have added more yards, so he he could have easily had three hundred and fifty yards instead of two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, more touchdowns for the first like five drives. The and we scored on like all of them. The longest drive that A and M had was like two and a half minutes, which is so crazy for an A and M fan because if watching that team last year, it was. It was seven-minute drives to, to get three points. And so it's just Weigman is a big, big reason that changed. And even under pressure. He was under pressure over 50% of his quarterback snaps, and, and he still completed all those passes. And he looked poised. So, he, he, yep. He's a leader for the team. He was, he was able to make throws off balance when he needed to. He was able to step into throws when he needed to and wasn't being pressured. So He got, like, what, 20-something rushing yards, too? Nothing yep. crazy, yeah. but he can run. Would you say he's cool as a cucumber? No. no. No, I wouldn't say really? that. You wouldn't go to that length. He's not green. Yeah. Oh, he's shoot. not a cucumber. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll 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 talk more about Wagman next week, I'm sure after after a big game, but uh yeah, an impressive week one. Who do you have uh GOJ? I have Drew Aller. Drew Aller. Yes, quarterback for Penn State. Penn State beat West Virginia 38-15. I think definitely to have an improvement. improvement. Dick move with the with the touchdown with five seconds left, already up by 15. But no, I'm just hey gonna... man, I I like it. Okay, it just reminds me of a uh, what was that when Baylor when they won uh, the Big 12 that one season. The fans rushed the field early, and then they still decided they would uh, like to go for the uh, field goal instead of just taking a knee. Kind of like that. But anyways. Drew Aller, he had uh, 325 yards, three touchdowns, 21 for 29. Uh, I, I think definitely they've improved at quarterback from Sean Clifford, and I think Penn State is going – I think they could very well make the uh, Big Ten title game and uh, make the college football playoffs with the uh, caliber of players seen from Drew Aller. You yeah. guys have anything to add about Drew Aller? How do you spell Aller? Uh, A-L-L-A-R. Good. 
Uh, no, I mean, I, I, th I didn't really watch that game much, but I think Penn State's going to be good this year, and I'm excited to see more out of them. All right, next up we got play of the week. For my play of the week, I have the FSU uh, wide receiver Deuce Spawn. Uh, his pass, his 17-yard pass uh, for the first down. It Really after that, the game was kind of over. Or that, that, that was a big momentum boost for them, and it was just such a crazy play. It was it looked like a completely dead play, and then he ran 50 yards to the other side of the field and, and threw it down and got a first down for the team. It was uh, it's pretty ridiculous. I don't know. What do you got, Timmy Dragons? Just Travis Hunter as a whole. Highlight reel. The the interception, the touchdown catch where he contorted his body. He, he was just making plays all over the field. Yeah. And then... And then uh, El Ghost Jebediah. Uh, if you recall, my pick for uh, the Northern Illinois upset of Boston College was also a fun... Rocky Lombardi, baby. There also was a fun play in that. It, it was garbage time, I will admit. Uh, it was Northern Illinois up 21 to Boston College's 7 with like 9 minutes left. But we had uh, Thomas uh, well, Castellanos. It wasn't garbage time. It wasn't it garbage time. It went, time. It went, it went to OT. OT. What are you talking about? Garbage, garbage, time. garbage time is when a team is up and it's like, the backdoor It covered. looked like that, though, okay? And then he still made use of it. Well. Okay? Can I finish? Was yes, it garbage finish. time? Okay. Wait, wait, okay. It wasn't garbage, garbage time. time. Well. It was, it was like prime. Make or break time, steak, then, okay? Make or break time. Steak. It was like a, right. a feast time. Okay. Well, QB, Thomas Castellanos, quarterback for Boston College, okay, had a uh, fourth down they were trying to convert. Uh, they had five yards to go. And he ended up running around the backfield. He probably ran 30, 40 yards into the backfield, running around. It looked like someone was playing Madden controlling him, okay? And then he manages to convert the fourth down, okay? It, it, it was a pretty fun play to watch. Congrats. Thank you. I, I, I didn't see it, but, I mean, it, it was. It seems like it was a big, you know, crucial point in the game because, I mean, Boston College did score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to come back and go to OT and eventually lose, but uh, Awesome. All right, well, last up, before we wrap up the podcast, uh, surprise teams of the week. Uh, mine is Colorado. Pretty simple. 20.5-point dogs, TCU. Went on the road. A lot of hype around them and just, just won the game. My team, you can go either way in this game. Surprise team of the week, I had Fresno State just because Keen played so well and was just converting third down and tens the entire game. Purdue could not stop him. He was He was absolutely dealing. Throwing touchdowns, they put up thirty nine points, but you could also say surprise team Purdue. They're a lot worse. They're just awful. So, and then uh, my surprise team of the week was Texas State. They uh, beat uh, what was it, number seventeen Baylor? Wasn't Baylor ranked? TCU was number seventeen. Oh, they so, Baylor was not ranked. Oh, Baylor was unranked. Sorry, I got my Texas team confused there. But anyways, uh, Texas State with their first Power 5 win, okay? They, Texas State had never beaten a Power 5 team in the history of competing in collegiate football. And they got that playing in Waco, okay? They beat Baylor 42-31. Somebody uh, tell me who their quarterback is right now. Texas State? Yep. Uh, Big name. It, it is, actually. I, I TJ Finley. That is it. Oh. Anyways. Big time playmaker. <laughs> Anyways, they made Baylor look like fools, okay? Um, and if anyone had that in, say, a parlay, okay, it really went to mess up your parlay, thinking that, you know, Baylor had an easy win over Texas State, who uh, hasn't even won against anyone in the Power Five 
in the history of their university. Yeah, I think they said that was the biggest upset since Kansas beat Texas that first time. Uh, yeah, 2021. Uh, I thought it was like 2016. That was 2021. I thought Kansas it's... beat Texas multiple times. Well, I know, but... Kansas beating Texas at Texas. Oh, I thought I thought the biggest spread was when it was that first one. Uh, maybe I, the line I saw was that it was the twenty twenty one Kansas beating okay. Texas at Austin. All right, well that before pre- we end, Illinois is not favored against Kansas this week. What's the uh, spread? Three, three. Illinois not good. Well, we'll see. That's that's why they play the game. Not good. Texas Tech. Pretty good. Pretty good. What's Texas Tech's record going to be after this week? Pretty pretty good. Pretty good? After this week, like after this weekend? After when they, when, like, when they beat uh, when they play going to beat Oregon? Oregon? Yes. Pretty good. Really? Yes. Wow. I love is, hearing Are you calling? Are you calling that? Is that going to be your upset of the week? Pretty good. It sounds like it is. Okay, I might hold you to that. Give me the Lions. The Lions. Well, we will get Give we will the get the there Lions. in the next podcast. Uh, our special guest will not be here for that. He knows nothing about the NFL. So we will have a different special guest in the room for that one. Someone who has, I believe at this point, 6.4% share in the podcast. And so, uh, yeah, you'll be meeting him soon. So anyways, uh, to, to finish it up, uh, I already said Wait, he was on my, chopping I said my chopping block was Billy Napier. Who do you have on the chopping block? Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a bad pick right there. Uh, I, I think Texas Tech's uh, Big 12 uh, title hopes are on the table. They haven't played a big, get, oh. big 12 game yet. I know. I'm just saying. I don't. I, they I'm can take, still I'm do stuff in the what, Big 12. I'm rescinding what I've said about the, the Texas Tech hype, okay? I don't think they're that anymore. Damn. I respect it, GOJ. Hard, hard to it. play in, in the highest elevation stadium in the nation. Hey, man, if you can't play in Wyoming, where can you play? Amen. Anywhere else? <laughs> I I... All right. Well, that's gonna lower, wrap it up. There's a lot. Elevation. There's a lot to see. There's a lot left to see. You know, I picked. I thought Illinois was gonna be all right this year. Someone else said Texas Tech. We'll see. We'll see. We're not perfect here on this podcast. What's funny though is you have Illinois and I have Texas Tech. Really? Yes. So. <laughs> I have Wyoming. You want to make a trade? Well, no, because I got Illinois at 16. You got Tech at 10. Yeah. That's a great value play for me. That is a great value play for you. I can't believe I picked some of these teams afterwards. But regardless, all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this show. We'll do our NFL preview on Wednesday and our college football and NFL predictions on Friday. So we will see you all then.